And welcome back to Couch Potato Radio here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Derek Hansen with you. We've talked a little uh, sports, so let's uh, get to the sport of politics now. And our favorite guest to talk about things like that is Dr. Jeff Baumgartner from North Dakota State University's Criminal Justice Political Science Department. And while you and I were texting last night, I will give you the floor. I, I said my piece this morning on News and Views producing for Joel Heitkamp. Uh, that was something. Oh, it was something to to behold for sure. Yeah, that that really was. So, um, yeah, as I texted you last night, uh, uh, and this from a Republican uh, who has generally you know been supportive of President Trump, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I thought he really missed an opportunity last night, and and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, from my standpoint, I thought he lost the debate uh, by his demeanor. Uh, I've been interested this morning now to to find out that a lot of people didn't see it that way. Um, but uh, at least in my uh, reaction in real time last night, it was um, it was uh, yeah, I thought that was a train wreck for President Trump. Okay, a couple things on that because I think it's a very very interesting statement by you. Because well, first of all, you're surprised that people didn't think that I. I think for a lot of people who support President Trump, they love this, right? I mean, they just go beat the heck and just be, they want him to be a bully on liberals. That, that's, I mean, that's that that's why he is their dream candidate. Yeah, no, I and I get that. And actually, even as I was watching it with, uh, you know, other family, <clears throat> other family members, and we were uh, also trading texts with friends, uh, you know, from elsewhere and whatnot. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think. You know, we were expecting him to be tough and to and to uh, to go at it uh, for sure. We weren't expecting him not to be Donald Trump. Um, but I really think what got distracting and uncomfortable. I mean, that was a that was a part of it too. Is that is that uh, you know, if, if possible, Donald Trump was even more cringeworthy than normal, uh, and, and it was because uh, of uh, of sort of the the antics and and. Uh, uh, getting outside of his lane and and um, uh, constantly interrupting uh, Joe and uh, Biden and breaking the rules in terms of the two minute thing. If he had stayed within the rules and had, and had uh, stayed in his two minute allotment and during those two minutes had been every bit as tough as he as he was, I think he would have. I think the impression of him would have been far different by a lot of people. I mean, everyone knows he's brash and everyone knows he's a fighter. Uh, and everyone knows he's got a chip on his shoulder because he has been uh, investigated for three and a half years. It's true that the Democrats did not cede power willingly uh, when Trump became president. I mean, all these things that he said are true, um, but he clouded it. He obscured it. He stepped on his own message, as he's so apt to do, uh, by by his behavior uh, last night, interrupting constantly, fighting with uh uh, with the moderator, I know Chris Wallace is no Trump, you know, fan, but uh, uh, still, Trump could have been just a little bit more disciplined, and he would have looked a ton better than he did. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because we were talking about that this morning. Joel Heitkamp and Eric Johnson, uh, a producer here, and we were talking a little bit that the biggest mistake that Trump made because I thought he landed a couple blows in the fact that he got. Vice President Biden to say, no, I'm not for the new Green Deal. I'm not for uh, single-payer health care, which is, you know, th- that could be cringeworthy for the coastal Democrats, right? I mean, the, the Bernie right. type of people, the the AOC type of Democrats out there. And there you have it. But he wouldn't let him finish. I mean, there is something to be said for 
you know, give him enough rope to hang himself type of thing, right? That's an awful analogy, I know, but that, I mean, that is an analogy with this. But he won't let him finish any question, and you can let your opponent do that sometimes. Absolutely right, Derek. I actually texted that to a friend last night as well that, uh, you know, my goodness, he kept interrupting Biden when Biden was actually uh, making Trump's case or in some way uh, hurting Biden's own cause. I mean, Biden wasn't great last night either. I thought he he did okay, but I mean, he said a lot of dumb things and incorrect things as well. And Trump wouldn't let him even finish those things. It's like, what a mistake that is. Uh, Just, uh, but, but Trump was just sort of singularly focused on on dominating uh, the speech time and and uh, uh, would not sort of let things, I think a more, you know, frankly, a more talented debater would, would, would let things unfold a little bit, get the lay of the land in this segment, and, and then pounce, you know, make a mental note or a written note of uh, the things you want to bring up, but, but let Chris Wallace finish his questions, let Joe Biden finish his statement, and then clobber him. But, uh, but the way Trump did it, he... Like I said, I, I think I think he looked horrible um, and probably turned off a lot of people. You're certainly not going to win, you know, um, independent women in the suburbs uh, behaving that way. I don't think. Well, no, and that is the swing voter of America, as we, you and I have talked about. Well, we talked about that last week. Derek Hansen here on Couch Potato Radio with Dr. Jeff Baumgartner from the Political Science Criminal Justice Department at North Dakota State University. To that point... I mean, you've not really been a never-Trumper Republican. He wasn't your first choice coming out of the 2015 primary by any means, but I think you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we're kind of talking about the lesser two evils on most of these things, right? And I think that certainly is the case again. Uh, 2016, we had that. 2020, we're having that. Right. But but is it, I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to give up who you're going to vote for, but does that, I mean, do you think it changes people like you at all to be cringeworthy, to hold their nose and vote for what is considered more of a, de- a, a moderate Democrat? Uh, no, it, it, at least not for me, uh, for one, because I don't think Joe Biden is that moderate anymore. But uh, I think he's but, moderate but, compared to AOC. But, <laughs> maybe, but that's because AOC is hardly even a Democrat. <laughs> Fair she's enough. A, she's outside of the mainstream of that party uh, historically, and um, but uh, but uh, so it wouldn't change. It wouldn't change my calculation. And you know, and you're right. I probably will go through the same calculation I did last time, which is, uh, you know, well, I may not like. Some of these things, uh, some of these behavioral characteristics, or whatever, which which candidate am I going to get more of my policy preferences, and and that's going to continue to be the Republican candidate regardless of who it is. Um, but uh, but so that so then you're kind of watching it as a as a you know well now go and do a good job defending my side, right? You're you you've already you know somebody like myself has already sort of picked the side that I'm on, I, and. Uh, so you want to be represented, you know, properly and decently by the uh, by the uh, you know the standard bearer, by the guy carrying your flag, and maybe that's why I'm more disappointed than than a lot of other people. That as I'm reading the accounts and so forth, uh, I thought he I thought he represented my side, you know, rather uh, boorishly and and uh, and you know just I, I didn't I didn't like the performance at all. Another thing I think that he overshadowed because he kept on, you know, he didn't let Vice President Biden on the thing that, that's going to win President Trump the election if he does win. It, in your background, being in criminal justice, working out part-time in law enforcement again, is the law and order thing. And I, I thought he could have really taken advantage of that more because I thought that Vice President Biden stepped in it a couple times. But 
And then it got turned around. He stepped in the whole Proud Boys thing, you know, not being able to really say, hey, that whole, you know, please stand down but stand by thing. He he just he got caught in the trap there. He did. He he really did. And again, he he wasn't helped by, uh, uh, you know, sort of the you know the framing of some of the questions. I mean, again, Chris Chris Wallace, uh, the way he he set up that uh, you know the uh, you know good people on both sides. That's been so thoroughly debunked. I mean, Trump clearly was not talking about white supremacists, good people on both sides. He was talking about the statues, um, and and I mean, even liberal publications have made that point. But but. Uh, but Chris Wallace set it up as, you know, Trump said this and, and you know, Vice President Biden, you know, what do you think of the fact that Trump said this? And so I, I could see that he gets baited. Uh, he gets baited easily. He could have he could have just very calmly said, well, first of all, the premise of your question was wrong. Uh, second of all, of course, I uh, denounce it. If you listen to it, he actually says yes. But it was sort of in a, as he was talking over Chris Wallace because he never lets Chris Wallace finish his question. Uh, but uh, he should have been, you know, he should have just said, of, of course, I denounce any white supremacist. Yes. Uh, not, you know, what what else do you want to know? Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, he just he stumbles and uh, they're, you know, sort of unforced errors. And uh, and I get it. That's who Donald Trump is. And, and um, you know, we've known this for a while. And, and but I just I mean, I actually the other thing I mentioned to you last night, too, in, our, in my when we were trading a couple of texts. And I and now I've started to see a little bit of a buzz about this, and I kind of thought this would happen, and and that is I could totally see Biden, who had a you know again a passable performance. He said some rude things as well, and you know called him a clown, told him to shut up, and things like that. Um, but but I thought Biden did fairly well in the debate and, and held his own. Uh, what a great time to call it a day for Joe Biden. You could use Trump's behavior as a reason not to have the next two debates. Um, and this would be the only one voters would remember. And, uh, at, you know, sort of at worst, it was a draw. Uh, and that's a victory for Joe Biden. Uh, no question about that. And we, you know, I could go on forever about some of the things that you said there. Dr. Jeff Baumgartner with us from the North Dakota State University Political Science Criminal Justice Department. Derek Hansen with you. This is Couch Potato Radio talking about politics of sports. Uh, I, I, I think you're right on so many things here because when you look at President Trump and not being able to take advantage of these things. He's trailing in most of the polls that we see. You know, I think even more so in some as we're getting closer and closer than in 2016, right? Because we didn't mm-hmm. think that he was going to be able to, you know, go off and win the, the, the Wisconsin and Michigan for a lot of us, Pennsylvania for sure. We thought it was going to be blue for a while, but now he's even trailing in those states by more. And you just got to wonder if that white suburb vote didn't change that. You know what I mean? that The fact that it even it's even going to be more of that as we go along and can Biden really afford to duck out of it, though? I mean, because I think what they can do is they can negotiate different terms. You know, the around the horn ESPN TV show where the, the moderator mutes it if you go too long, that type of thing. Because yeah. I, I think most Americans, and I know even some Trump fans who would like that, because they were a little uneasy about it, because I think they felt the way that we did is, hey, let Biden kind of hang himself there. Right, right. I mean, that's just it. I mean, we're we're, you know, people that are backing Trump, some of them just love Trump and that's fine. Yeah. But some of us are backing Trump because we back the policies. And so we believe in these policies. We think we're right on these issues. Uh, and we think Biden is wrong on these issues. Let him say these wrongheaded things, make the contrast and win the day. But, uh, you know, President Trump kept making it about himself, uh, you know, kept making it about, you know, 
things like smarts and stuff like that. I mean, it just was. Well, that that uh, was one of the worst moments I thought for President Trump is saying, you finished at the last year class, not the head of your class. I mean, how is fifth grade playground crap is that? I, I, I mean, th- imagine Ronald Reagan or or Jimmy Carter or Walter Mondale or, or George H.W. Bush saying something like that. I, I just can't fathom that. It, it, it's inconceivable. Probably the one you know mainstream politician besides Trump I can't imagine saying that is Joe Biden, the guy that wants to take you around the back and kick your butt or yeah. whatever. But uh, um, but uh, it, it's it's ridiculous coming from a sitting president. I mean, it reminded me of the Republican primary when, when Trump was, you know, I mean, and, and yet somehow he little was, Marco he was, and yeah, yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. That type of thing. Wrong and conventional wisdom will be defied again. But, uh, uh, I just, I just don't think that that plays well. Well, and, and my last thing on this, I really think as a strategist here, if I'm the Biden campaign, I'm saying, I'm really going to push the mute button thing a lot. Because and the reason I do it, even if you don't get him to agree to that, right? If you don't, if you don't get the Trump can to agree to that, if it gets like that again in debate two, well, that makes you look even better. Because as you said, I don't think Biden really won that debate as much as the fact that it was such a train wreck with the way that the president, the incumbent president, was acting, that it made him look like he was above water the whole time. Right. I think that's exactly right. I uh, and and and. You know, as we had discussed before last or last night, anyway, via text, uh, I, you know, I really thought that there were times when I thought President Trump sounded really on top of an issue. If he if he bothered to treat a, a question substantively, and and ex- I mean, he has the benefit of his experience. He knows uh, some of these issues and what he's dealing with. Um, and if he had just kind of stayed in that serious president mode. Uh, I think he would have he would have looked terrific in the eyes of a lot of people, but uh, but he chose to go a different path. I, I I can't imagine he was advised to do that by his by his his team. You know, I'm sure they said you know you know be aggressive, see if you can shake Biden, rattle him, but uh, you know, but don't utterly destroy and blow up the debate all night long. Uh, I can't imagine that was their uh, the, the advice was to to do that. But well, Chris Christie was on was on TV last night saying he was part of the debate warm up, trying to get him hot to go in, and he, but he, but he said he was too hot. You know, you know I mean, yeah. where they they wanted to have him go in and be in an attack mode right away, but it was like, you know, be careful what you wish for, right? Exactly, exactly right. So. And it was just it was just way too much. No, I really think that the Biden campaign should fight for that because. I really do believe that most of the, the the swing voters that you want, no matter what it is, they want the mute button. I, I I've seen them. You know, my my friends on Facebook who they're always posting pro Trump stuff, and they're always you know the other side who's always posting pro uh, Biden stuff. And really, to be quite frank, the pro Trump people want the Biden mic mute, muted too, right? I mean, because there was right. a little bit of that. There's interrupting by him. There's no question. And I think that's what most Americans want. That's one thing maybe we can agree on that. And I think that's a winning political move by the Biden campaign, even if they don't get it. it, it just I think it's essential that they push for that for the last two debates, even if they don't get it. Yeah, I, I think so too. And you're, you're absolutely right. That would be a reasonable thing to ask for in light of the first debate. But but, you know, almost as reasonable would be them to wash their hands of the next two debates. I hate right. to say that. And I, uh, and I get it that maybe some people would not stand for that and they would they would hold that against the Biden campaign. But, I mean, Joe Biden can come away saying that, uh, you know, Trump made this very personal. It wasn't about policy. It was about me and it was about my family and it was about things that, you know, were unrelated to. Uh, and let's be clear, Trump 
Trump went there first, right? I mean, I did, Biden did say some things I think that were also immature and kind of Joe Biden-ish, but, but, but I, my recollection is that Trump went there early and often before Biden finally got in the, in the mud with him and, and then, and then soiled himself as well. But, uh, uh, I think Biden could point to Trump's performance legitimately and say, I'm not sure anything served by, by doing this again. No. Well, I, well two things on that. When, uh, vice president Biden first said, shut up. I was like, Oh, don't go there. You don't get in the mud with the dirtiest pig ever in politics. Right. But then as time went along, I think, you know, I said, okay, if you're talking about the swing voter, I'm guessing that, uh, you know, white suburban people that you're trying to get here probably were saying the same thing. So I think in the long run, cl- calling him a clown and shut up in a normal year, I think would have been pretty bad. But yeah. I, I think the way it was going, it, 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 he he kind of goes unscarred by that because of just how boisterous the other side was. I think you're exactly right. I think I think it was in the eyes of a lot of it was a reasonable response to uh, which is unfathomable. I cannot believe that we're saying this. I mean, think about that. We're 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 saying that it was actually acceptable for the challenger to say, "Shut up, you're a clown." I mean, this is I can't believe this is going on. This is this is banana republic stuff. I mean, this is is it's just crazy. This is crazy time. I uh, I don't know what else to say about it, but. um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, you could just never imagine, uh, you know, dignified politicians on either side of the aisle, you know, behaving like that in, in prior debates. I mean, they, they, they got tough. They got even at times personal, but, uh, um, but it's a, we, I guess we're just in a different era, a new normal. And, and, and again, maybe some people really like this. I, I did not. Oh, like I it. didn't like it at all. No, I, you know, a lot of people call me a uh, a Reagan Democrat, right? I mean, and and because you and I have talked about this, I kind of grew up in, in my area, and there's so, certainly some faults. I could go down to kind of some of the, the faults of his issues, but I, you know, it's and I've been very independent ever since, as you know. I I just can't imagine growing up and, and two people I, I, I've met Walter Mondale before. That you know, it I just I can't imagine that going on. It, it, it's oh, so yeah. crazy, and I think the other thing. You know, he got some shots in, did President Trump, but then I think he ended on such a sour note because it was towards the end. Because when Joe Biden was talking about his late son, who is a bronze medal award winner, and then President Trump switched it to Hunter, and I think the attack on the cocaine, you know, being a former cocaine addict, that's not going to sit well with that white suburban woman we're talking about. I mean, I think we all have loved ones who maybe have gotten on marijuana or they've been, you know, meth or whatever it might be and are recovering addicts in some way. That was not a good look. No, it was horrible. And on top of that, by him spending his time on that, he failed to rebut the first allegation, which is that he said that about the troops, you know, that, uh, right. you know, put any context on that. And there's, I mean, there's, there's a response to that and he didn't do it. He instead pivoted to Biden uh, to uh, Hunter Biden, which almost is to say, yeah, I said this other thing. I agree with that, that I said this other thing instead of calling Biden out for mischaracterizing, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, some leaked conversation or whatever. Uh, Trump didn't do that. He let, he let that one stand. He did this all night where he'd let things stand and decide to go, down some other jangly uh, thing, you know, shiny thing that he wanted to chase. Um, as my wife said, he's got ADD or something. I mean, he just, he, he cannot stay disciplined enough to deal with some of the things that he needs to deal with before he does other things. And, and that was another classic example. And you're absolutely right. It looked horrible. It was a horrible look. 
um, uh, it, it looked as if he was agreeing that he had insulted people such as uh, Biden's other son um, and, uh, and 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 troops in general, uh, right? That were you know that right. were serving in, in you know abroad, serving in in, in foreign yeah, countries. Veterans, my father's age, for crying out loud, Vietnam veterans. Yeah, it's a, right. Yeah. right. No, it was a, it was it was horrible. And then, as you said, you're exactly right as well. Picking on, I mean, you know. There's, there's plenty to suggest that uh, Hunter Biden and the Biden family may have benefited from some sort of corruption, but to pick on drug addiction and, and whatnot when when this is a this is a problem that's plaguing the entire country, uh, you know, people suffering from addiction, people suffering from from uh, you know heroin addiction in particular, um, and and the fact that Trump is letting people out of prison who have dealt with those kinds of things uh, because he you know arguably is saying that this is not the crime of the century. This is a public health issue. And so we need to have this, this criminal justice reform. And then in the very same breath or the, or the next breath, uh, trying to take Joe Biden down because of uh, the addictions of his son. Uh, bad luck for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I want to finish up with you, Dr. Jeff Baumgartner from North Dakota State University's Political Science and Criminal Justice Department. Uh, we'll preview the next debates when they come, if they come. But I do think it's important that we do have the vice presidential debate because I think most uh, Americans would like to discard these two and then have the actual, <laughs> maybe have uh, Kamala Harris and uh, v- Vice President Pence actually go at it instead of the uh, top two on the ticket. I-, I am intrigued by this. I think this is going to be, because you're talking about, I think, what people, you know, a California liberal against a hardcore you know, you know, Christian conservative here. This is kind of the the old traditional Donnie Brooks that we actually do like. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And you know, we kind of thought that last, you know, during the last election as well. I think we all, uh, you know, appreciated sort of the traditionality of the vice presidential debate uh, between Pence and uh, and Kane. Uh, was it Tim Kane, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, you know, no one really disliked those two right uh uh and uh i think we'll kind of have i mean yeah sure conservatives aren't big fans of uh kamala harris and and obviously liberals aren't fans of mike pence but at least they're sort of conventional politicians and uh um and probably are you know abide by some sort you know traditional norms uh uh and and some some level of decency in the debate so that actually might be a a rather informative debate rather than, than a circus. Well, maybe what we'll do, that's Thursday night, I do believe. Uh, I think it is. It's sometime next week, and then we'll recap that one after it's all said and done. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. Dr. Jeff Baumgartner wrapping up the debate from last night. What a mess it was, and uh, we'll chat about that. We'll wrap up this show, Couch Potato Radio. Today's KFGO featuring news and views at night coming up, and then we got a uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg special from CBS News coming up at 8 o'clock and then Coast to Coast AM all on the way for you here on the mighty 790 KFGO.